On the lunar station of Sepulchre Landing, the city is bustling with excitement for the Solar Festival, this celebration of the power of the sun and the, the sun goddesses that protect civilization, that give us energy and light. People are walking through the streets uh, wearing their finest clothing, decorating homes and shops with garlands and lights, and everyone is bustling and busy. They are so bustling and busy that the two bounty hunters carrying the prone, knocked-out bodies of what appear to be two police officers goes almost completely unnoticed as Shadow and Isolt drag these large individuals into a dark alley behind a tavern and prop them up against a wall. And I think uh, Isolt props the, the big ride gear thug up against the wall. She wipes her brow. She goes, whew. Oh, wow. Uh, That's pretty heavy. You, you, got, you okay, Shadow? You got that? And just, I thump my guy on the wall. Yep. I'm all good. Yeah, I was just reading my moves. I don't have anything helpful for interrogation. I have very helpful for sneaky. I think she goes over to the ride gear cop and she kind of put leans him forward and grabs his hands. She she turns to you, Shadow, really quick and she goes, "Uh, Shadow, you yeah, I'm going to do the I'm going to do the thing you don't like. You might want to look away." Ugh. Yeah, sorry. Uh, just, and then I turn. <laughs> and Isolt takes a deep breath and blows out uh, onto this gentleman's wrists. And she blows out these white fibers, these sticky white fibers uh, that almost look like dandelion fuzz. And they gather on his wrist and they glue and meld together into this kind of uh, fuzzy organic cement. And she's cemented his wrists together. And then she goes, oh, all right, I'm, I'm going to do the other guy. Hold on a second. And she goes over and she does the same to the trench coat guy. And you see Shadow kind of just like shake a little, like like shaking it off. Not like she's shivering, but she's like Ugh, shaking it off. We're uh, all done. All done, Shadow. And then I like, I turn and I like very awkwardly pat her on the back and go, yep, thanks. It's just gross. <laughs> it's just gross. It's not her fault. It's gross. It's not her fault, but it's gross. So it's a very awkward, like, I appreciate the things that you do for me, but I will never look. Pat on the back. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. That feels a little condescending, but that's that's fine. I, pre- I, I appreciate you appreciating me, Shadow. <laughs> and and a Sigrax appreciates you appreciating me. And it's all good. Okay, all right. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, yep. What what we get? These these guys are out cold, Shadow. I slap one across the face, whichever one's closest to me. Doesn't really matter. Okay, um, let's see. Would it be the riot gear guy? If I had turned away, I figure the guy that's closest to you is probably still um, the guy that I was fighting with. Yeah, yeah, trench coat dude. Yeah. So then trench coat, I just slap him across the face. Yeah. Do you think this is a roll, or do you think you just wake him up? Okay, so I was looking at the rolls. I don't know what it would be. Yeah. I say we just maybe wake gather up. information because you're asking questions, but we're not quite doing that yet. Yeah, no, I I don't think this is worth rolling for. I think you just wake him up. I just smack him. I mean, we can we can make it like a 
a roll of fate or what? I know that's not this system, but like a, you know, just roll a die and see Oracle if I Oracle roll. Yeah. I don't think so. I think this guy's going to wake up. I mean, he's next to a dumpster. I just smack him. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's going to be smelly and he's got a shock to his face. And in the movies, it works. That's in, that's how it works, right? That's movies, what's important. Movies are always accurate. Mm-hmm. Uh, Everybody does their research. I smack him. Oh, 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 God damn it. God. What the, what the fuck? And then while he's doing all of that, I smack the other one. Okay. And, uh, yeah, he, the other one's, oh, oh, shit. Here's my big move. kind of like very groggy looking around. His eyes are rolling around <laughs> his head a little bit. I go to the trench guy, trench coat guy. I'm making an assumption based on gender presentation. I want this to be very clear. I'm making an assumption based on gender presentation. I take my foot. And I lean it against his crotch as if I'm going to stomp on it. Okay. That's my move. Because we only handcuffed his hands. He could stand up. So I take my foot and I like lean it against his crotch. You're threatening him with bodily harm. I am. In bodily harm that I, in my head, the purpose of this is so that he doesn't stand up. Because we didn't do anything to his feet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel like this would discourage someone from standing up. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. So my foot is... Like 45 degree angle to the ground and probably already touching what I suspect to be um, penis and testicles. Why are you getting so graphic with this? I want to be very clear because we have had instances where I have described something and then you've described something very different later. And I've been like, but that's not what I meant. So I'm trying to be very clear and specific. I got you. So painting a picture. This sounds like you're threatening him. I am not doing anything other than just like don't get up i don't know if that's a threat i guess it is don't get up Mm -hmm. that's it all right why don't you roll to compel uh which is uh when you try to persuade someone envision your approach this is very threatening uh and uh you're rolling plus iron i should have gone about this a different way i rolled a two and a three and then i add a one you roll a d6 my bad no, you no. <laughs> Wait, what was that? It was a two, a three, and then I also roll. Okay, and then you roll a d six. I forgot what I was rolling. I'm sorry. I had a moment too. I was like, I pick up d sixes, and then I was like, No, I don't. I pick up something else. Yeah, it's one d six and two d ten. Yeah. So you have an action die and two challenge dice, and that's a hit. Yay! So, and that's a strong hit. On a strong hit, they are going to agree to your conditions, and you take one momentum. Oh my! Oh my! I maxed out at momentum. So, I can use momentum for stuff though. Yeah, you kind of you you kind of secure him on the ground threateningly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, listen. My head's swimming here. You already kicked the shit out of me. Just it's not a big deal. Just like listen. It was just business. It was just business." And I kind of just like side-eye or you know what? I kind of hit Isolt. Thank you. Isolt. I almost said Isorax. Which is nothing. The I know. I, what I was going to say is nobody. It was nothing. It was a made-up name there. I combined everything. Izzled. I kind of like hit Izzled because I, I am not made for talking to people. <laughs> I'm made for being sneaky. Izzled leans forward. I think uh, she's got her hand, arms crossed over her chest and she leans forward and she goes, what business? You say you're just business? What business? I, I, don't, I don't know how to answer that. <laughs> Because his head, I'm imagining that his head's still swimming and he hasn't quite figured out how he's going to try to get out of this, is what I imagine that his answer is. Mm. I did not think this through when I hit you, that I would have to be th- them, and I'm 
Diane is not made for talking, so. Well, let's talk about, so let's roll together information. Okay. When you ask questions, roll plus wits, which I think you are probably stronger at. I should have been the one threatening. I know. I know. I've got a two wits. Well, I got a one wits, but I think I asked the question. You did. So maybe I should have to roll. What do you think? I mean, we're both asking the questions. I've just made you my voice Yeah. For it. Ooh, you know what? Let me start by trying to read him. Okay. See, that's what I thought you were going to do. That's why I, I hit you. Yeah. I think. I think it's my logic now, retrospectively. Yeah, I think. So even if he's not like opening up immediately, I'm... By asking him that question, I'm hoping to, like, trigger some memories. Yeah. Even if he's not going to tell us the truth, he's thinking about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm going to roll plus heart. Ooh, and that is a very strong hit. I rolled a six, seven, eight versus a one and a five. So I'm, I'm good. Envision what you learn. Take plus two momentum and add plus one if you use that insight while making a move to interact with them. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I'm at nine momentum now. Yeah, I'm at ten. And you can use momentum instead of your stat to boost yourself, right? In- uh, instead of action die and stat. I think. Oh, action die and stat. I believe. Got it. We'll, Got we'll it. double check the rules yeah. if we decide to. But I believe you, yeah. You- yes, that sounds right. That sounds right. Let, let's, let's workshop. I think what I sense. Mm-hmm. Do you have any ideas of why these? Well, okay. So obviously these guys are with the ogre in some right. capacity, right? Right. They are at least with the agency, if not the ogre itself. Oh, like your agency? Or I don't know. I don't know. Be- just because the ogre worked with my agency doesn't mean that the ogre was with my agency. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like the ogre could be a freelancer and just like for a while had a good connection to my agency or my family and so was working with my family. But this is like an outside job he's taking. Like I, we don't know. We haven't discovered. We haven't discovered all that. Yeah. I'm thinking. They're at least working for the same organization right now. Yeah. I think I get a sense of them in a meeting with the ogre. Ooh. I think they are legit cops on the station. Mm-hmm. And I see a memory of them sitting at a table and the ogre cast in shadow, very hard to see, Mm -hmm. passing an envelope of cash, of credits Mm. over to their side of the table. Um, So they have taken money from the ogre for something. But we don't know what and we don't know. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. I think I lean back and I go. They're uh, they're definitely working for the ogre shadow. Um, they're in their pocketbook. Do we know? Have we decided? Slash, do we know if the ogre is a man or a woman or non-binary or we something? St- else? Uh, we still don't know. We still don't know. Yeah, there's okay. still a mystery. Okay, like you and I, have we decided? I haven't. No. Okay. Now I'm gonna get plus one. I mean, I don't think yeah. there's any reason I can't give you that plus one if I pass that insight on to you. Yeah, I feel like we're working. If you're going to ask him more questions. I am. I want to ask him. I know in real life we wouldn't. Well, actually, I, I don't know. I have been in situations where I've workshopped what I'm going to tell a kid in front of the kid with another adult in front of me. So, <laughs> like, you know, I've done that before. So I want to ask how they got in contact with the ogre slash how the ogre got in contact with them. mm is what I want to ask them. Mm-hmm. How did you first get in contact with the ogre is what I want to ask, I think. And since you 
kind of shook your head, I'm going to say that that's correct. And I think, here's the thing, I think I say that in front of them. I think I go, I'm going to ask them about the ogre. I'm going to ask them how they got in contact. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. All right. How did you get in contact with the ogre the first time? I like pointed, I'm like pointing at them. I'm pointing at the one in the riot gear because that one doesn't have a reason to not stand up because my foot's not on his junk. Mm-hmm. I I also assumed, I don't know if riot gear does this, that he had a cup. Probably. So I went I went with the unprotected genitals. You are so, <laughs> so much. I'm pointing. At, this is why we're explicit. This uh-huh. is why we're explicit. Don't forget that. Uh-huh. So I'm pointing at the other one and I go, how did you get in contact with the ogre the first time? So this is me gathering information. All right. Right? Yep. And I'm rolling wits plus your one. Yep. Okay. But I've got 10 I've got ten momentum if not, if necessary. Cool. So we might actually have to look up there. <laughs> Is that nine? That's a nine. A six. And then that's a three. So that would be a seven. So it's, a, it's either a mixed or I can use my momentum. But do I want to use my momentum for this? This doesn't feel like quite an important enough role. On a weak hit, the information provides new insight, but also complicates your quest. So... I think. So do we want a quick and easy answer? Because I will use my momentum. I'll do it. But is this important enough for that? And also, don't let me roll for the two of us anymore. <laughs> so. uh, I think, you know what? I think it's totally up to you. If you want just a straight answer from these guys, then go ahead and use your momentum. But if you want this, this to be a little bit weaker, then then I think we can let it stand. The honest answer mm-hmm. is that I fully expected them to say, we didn't get in contact with the ogre. The ogre contacted us and we have no way of contacting the ogre because that's what they do in the movies, right? Yeah. Like the middleman is always like randomly contacted through some burner phone and then you can't ever trace them again. Yeah. So I think that's a weak hit, right? Yeah, like, that sounds like a weak hit yeah, to me. That's what I was expecting. Mm-hmm. It would be nice to be like, well, you know, he's Bob down the street or whatever. But that's doesn't make any sense. So I think it's that. I think that's the answer that we get. So I'm going to keep that weak hit if that's okay. Yeah, no, that's great. Oh, and I get another momentum, but I'm maxed out. I can't get another momentum. Yeah. Do you want my momentum? I'll give it to you. I don't know. You gave me your bonus. No, that's fine. Okay. The rules. What are they? So the ogre got in contact with them. Do you, you still got that burner phone? Yeah, of course. In case you ever needed to contact us again, or if we could trace it. And it over. Come on. And I think they probably like look at each other. And like, you can tell that they're contemplating like, do we do this? Do, do we hand it over? And then Shadow, like, presses her foot a little bit more. And clearly, it's Trenchcoat Guy that has it. So Trenchcoat mm. Guy, like, pulls it out. Well, he tells us where to get it. Yeah. He's, his, oh, that's ar- right. Oh, that's right. The, yeah, yeah. Are bound, yeah. Yeah, that's right. So he, um, he's like, oh, uh, in my, in, inside pocket, right breast. Inside pocket, right breast. Are you going to take it? Yeah, if I'm pressing on his junk. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So we got this burner phone. Um, right. Police officers would keep that. I know this is. You said they're real police officers, so I'm assuming this is probably their first foy- foyer, foyer, foray, foray into criminal activity. No, I mean I think they're, I think they're dirty. Cor- yeah, I think they. This they is definitely keep, not the first. But they would still keep the burner phone. Yeah, I think right? so. Right? Okay. Oh, I guess that makes sense. It wouldn't be their first. What's his plan? What do you what What do you know? I'm gonna gather information. Okay. Oh, that is a. Oh, that's actually a mixed success. Yeah, I was okay. going to say. All right, that's not bad. Because you have something. Yeah. All right, that's a, a weak hit. Information provides new insight, also complicates your quest. 
yeah, actually, maybe there was a maybe there was a a place a security section that he want that the ogre wanted them to keep clear. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's like three. Maybe there's three places across the city that the ogre wanted them to clear out so that we know he's going to be at one of them. Yeah, but, but we don't know which we one. don't know where. Mm-hmm. And he was like, "We got a call when y'all came in to get you out of the way." So you got two calls. Yeah, I'm gonna see if I have any ideas for the three locations by drawing some cards. I drew the Six of Swords, which has a big moon on it. The Queen of Chalices, which has a mermaid and a ship. And the Prince of Coins? What does P stand for? Well, I thought that was money, so I was thinking like the bank or something. Ooh, okay. I like that. That's what I thought this was. Mm Mm-hmm. It's the One of Coins. She's holding a single coin. But why is there a P? What's P in tarot? I don't remember. Mm-hmm. I don't know tarot. Um, but she's holding one coin, so it's one. Right? Yeah. Are the coins a suit? Yeah. Uh, yeah, coins. Yeah. Uh, what do you think about this? these two? So we have a bank. The port or docking station or something. Ooh, interesting. For the mermaid. Yeah. The the, the spaceport that we're, mm-hmm. that we're parked at. And then I was thinking, um, so there's a moon. There's... A bunch of women and some swords, but it kind of looks like a graveyard. Oh, it does so, kind of look like a graveyard. So, like, maybe a church or a graveyard or, like, a memorial, maybe? Because that could also be, like, a memorial. And if this is a festival, would there be a parade? Have we talked about a parade yet? I know we've talked about, like, people dressing up and stuff. But if this high priestess is coming, I mean, even when the Pope came to Philadelphia, there was, like, a small little like, mm-hmm. procession. Right? So, maybe these are all stops on a procession. Well, I like... So the the bank feels like it would be central in the city. Mm-hmm. The port, the spaceport feels like it could be either for entry or, or a- exiting. Exit. And the last one, I kind of want to do something with like a, I do kind of like memorial. What if we say, what if there's a, um, like a crematorium? Okay. Or a, uh, I'm trying to think. Because that would be near the temple. It probably wouldn't be very far from the temple. Yeah, not a, a not a crematorium, not a place where people are cremated, but a a building where people's ashes are stored like a graveyard. Can I ask a question? Yeah. Is that a thing in America? It's all over the place in my Korean dramas. I see it in a lot of uh like Asian dramas, yeah. East Asian dramas. Yeah. I I think there's some in the US. I've I'm not familiar with any cuz people in my family are generally buried. Right. Well, the so the cemetery that people in my family ha- that live in the United States and in my hometown have been buried in, there is like a – it's not really a building. It's more like a stone wall where mm. cre- where, where uh, cremated remains go in. But it's mm. not a building. But in my Korean dramas, in my East Asian dramas, it's like a, a building. You walk in and you have a little shelf. You yeah. have like a little section of a shelf. And, the, and you have to pay for your remains to – or for your family's remains to stay there. And you can put like little trinkets and stuff in there. Mm-hmm. So that's what you're picturing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I like yeah. that. So I think there's these three locations. Two are in town, mm-hmm. like along the festival route. Mm-hmm. One is – the spaceport that we're staying at. Mm-hmm. And I think the bank, we can kind of figure out what our theories are. Right. Uh, but that's what he tells us. These three locations, they were they were paid to clear out or, or to make sure the security was lax. And they got a call to take care of us. Mm-hmm. The bank feels like a red herring. Is that what that would be? Or just like a false lead? 
Could be. To like throw people off the trail. Yeah. I, I, I like, are we like just talking about this while you're like threatening this guy? Or like yeah. we're just standing over this. I think two? that's, yeah, I think that's exactly what's happening. All right. Uh, let's see. Um, do we think that they know that the ogre is here to kill the high priestess? Uh, I think they know. Okay. Yeah. Because the. Or at least to do something nasty to the high priestess. So we know that they're connect that they know about the high priestess relation. Yeah. Because the, so. the captain told us. Yeah. Or the sheriff, the, rather, the sheriff told us, but I didn't know if that was. Like his suspicion or if that was like open information. Okay. Yeah, I think just with everything going on, even if the ogre didn't flat out say it, that's what these that's guys like, would it's suspect. pretty clear. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, what do you think, Shadow? We got any more questions for these guys or we, uh, should we throw them in the find – a, find a deep lake to throw them in? Are you expecting to hear from the ogre anytime soon? Mm. And then depending on their answer, we will probably be throwing them somewhere. <laughs> But I add my wits, right? Yes. So I win. That's a that's a eight. I know I'm lied. That's a mix. My yeah, wits is a, a two. That's a mixed result. Yeah, my my wits is a two, so I match that one. I keep rolling really high. I know you guys can't see this, but I rolled my six sided die was a six, and then I rolled an eight and a seven, and my wits is a two. My last time was a nine and a seven. Zach rolled like a a one. I'm gonna kill us. I'm gonna kill us. Um, but it's a mixed success. So, we're so what do we think? We get something in, insightful, provides new insight, but also complicates your quest. So I think either a yes, they are planning on hearing from the ogre, or a no, they're not planning on hearing from the ogre. Like, both of those give us useful information. So yeah. I think the question is, what is more interesting? Could it be that they were supposed to respond? When they were done? Mm-hmm. I like oh yeah I like that a lot because now we need to figure out how yeah like how would they because res- they're not going to tell us how they were res- like they're not going to share that information unless we were like going to actually kill them like why would they share that information yeah they were they were supposed to check in once they got rid of us mm-hmm. or is that too complicated no no I, okay. I I think so okay I think that's great so I ask were you supposed to hear from the ogre again just just to ch- check in we were just supposed to check in once we got rid of you. Am I allowed to ask a follow-up question about what the check-in would look like? And then they could say no? Yeah, I think, yeah. Because we got a mixed Yeah. Result. What is that supposed to look like? Fuck you. I kick him in the balls. <laughs> and then I'm like, all right, we're not getting any more information out of them. Let's kill them. <laughs> and no, she wait, knows, she wait. knows I'm kidding. She knows I'm not actually going to kill them. Wait, no, you, you got what, you got everything. Listen, I don't know. I don't know how to check in. He was going to call us back and we were supposed to check in. He was supposed to, he was going to give wait, us instructions. Wait, hold on. Which one is answering? Because I kicked trench coat in the balls. Yeah, I think it's trench coat. I'm kicking him. In, I kicked him in the balls. He's got balls of steel. Every other guy I've ever kicked in the balls has been like, oh, 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 bent over. Then well, yeah, but then babies. you said you were going to kill him. Yeah, I did. That's true. I gave him an adre- adrenaline rush there. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> he, he pulls it together to be like. <laughs> no, he doesn't have to answer because I don't want to complicate our, I don't want to complicate our result. He doesn't have to answer. But. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, um, there's a sense that. We're not getting an answer. Yeah. One way or the other, we're not getting an answer. Obviously, we're not going to kill him. I was joking. I just said that to scare tactical gear guy. Because, mm-hmm. again, he doesn't have a foot on his balls. I mean, I think he's mostly out of it. Yeah. Yeah. What What? Shall, what, what should we do with these fellas? Should, I have uh, an idea. Well, what's your idea? Here's my idea. Okay. You know how you made that dandelion fuzz come out and it, like, mm-hmm. cemented on their hands? Yeah. Could you do that over their mouths but not their nose? Oh uh, Yeah, probably. Does it wear off? I, like, whisper that bit. 
it, it dissolves perfect easily perfect light acid like a vinegar perfect do that to their mouths and then we're going to throw them in these dumpsters okay <laughs> i think um but not their noses i don't want to kill them yeah 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 <laughs> essentially i'm duct taping their mouths yeah uh Izzel walks up to them cracks her knuckles a little bit and she's gonna give them a, a real quick uh hit across the head mm-hmm. just nice nice right hook uh to kind of knock them out a, lot, a little bit because yeah. she's about to get real close to them uh covers their nose with her thumb and, and blows out that cement uh, i think she's gonna cement their ankles as well mm-hmm. uh steals their boots throws yep. them in another trash can yep I I was in the dumpster, like, kind of making space for their bodies. Yeah. And we're going to heft them up, throw them in the dumpster with a loud clank. Yep. And I throw some trash on top of them. Not a lot. Not trying to suffocate them. Mm -hmm. But just a little so that if you're passing by, you don't immediately see them. We can uh, let the sheriff know where they are, but I I don't think it's probably a good idea for us to head back to the law office right now, considering we don't know how many more of these guys might be on ogre's payroll fully agreed fully agreed so i think let's see i think we're going to add i think we definitely hit a milestone i agree so reach a milestone when you make headway in your quest by gaining meaningful insight this feels absolutely like headway agreed i also think i don't necessarily know if i would have marked these in like a home game but since we're going a little bit longer than i thought this game was gonna be let's mark milestones for getting our disguises yeah and also for beating these guys in the fight i agree now here's my question yeah what's up we only got one star for each of those Mm -hmm. should we have gotten more stars for each of those we beat these guys up i feel like maybe we should get an additional star i think you i mean i'm just we beat them up and then we got information that feels like two things (laughs) you think that's two things i feel like it's two things and i'll tell you why because I feel like it's two things. We did two actions. They're two episodes. Um, we should get a point an episode uh, or more. Listen, let's. We can fudge. <laughs> I get right. One rules are made to be broken. That's not true. And two, this is this was supposed to be like a three episode arc, and we're much longer than that. <laughs> yeah, on episode four and halfway to finding this guy. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Heart Points. I'm your husband and GM, Zach. I am your wife and player, Diana. And this is episode four of the Starforged campaign. How are you, my darling? I am doing okay. We are recording this episode. You guys are going to hear it a few weeks after we record it. But we are recording this episode. And this past week, we'd had some gorgeous weather that I did not get to participate in because I um, am a, I'm, I work a soul crushing job at a school <laughs> and I don't get to see the sun. And now it's the weekend and it's cold and rainy. Yeah. I'm a little bit annoyed by it, but I had gotten a little bit of a like dopamine serotonin rush because of the sun and the warmth. The, so fun fact, the only time I got to go outside is when um, a kindergartner pulled down his pants and I had to go resolve the issue at, the playground. And I may have taken longer than necessary to deal with the issue because I was enjoying the sunlight. <laughs> so, I mean, I made him pull up his pants immediately, but instead of bringing him inside to have the conversation and give his consequences, I made him sit on the bench and watch his friends play. That was his consequence. And then I was enjoying the sunlight. I did that for a little bit. But anyway, I'm okay today. Our child is napping. 
That does not happen often anymore. Yeah. It's it's been it's been rough in our house. The goblin is cutting teeth. Yeah, I mean, well, I feel like we've been saying this for like a year, but there was there was like a time where she got her first set of teeth and then everything was okay. And then it was like a pause. It's like her gums took a pause. They yeah. were like, we're going to sort of make more teeth, but not really. We're going to pause for a while and, and then put it into hyperdrive. Yeah. And she's been moody about it for like a month, a month and a half. Yeah. And this week, her gums look crazy. Like John Carpenter, the thing is in her is lining her mouth. It's terrible. I feel so bad. Because it does genuinely look painful. And, yeah. like, when you think about what's happening, sharp bone is pushing out of her skin. Like, that would hurt. Yeah. That would hurt. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for the most part, she just gets mad when we take things out of her mouth that she's putting in <laughs> to make her feel better. Like, she doesn't usually cry about it. She's just like, give me this thing. It makes me feel better. Mm-hmm. How dare you take it away from me, mother and father. But, yeah, that's so that's all going well. We are in uh, peak Christmas movie. Yeah. Period. Uh finally got him to watch some with me. Yeah, I made a deal with Diana that we we'd put together a a list. We would each get to choose equal number of Christmas-esque movies. Mm-hmm. And I went a little bit off, not like then you don't have any Hallmark on yours. I don't have any Hallmark on mine right. is really what it is. Right. Uh except I did Diana showed me the trailer for a Netflix movie called Love Hard. Which yeah. is a pretty, it look maybe not Hallmark, but it's definitely like holiday romantic comedy. Yeah. Uh, and I, I let her put that on my list. And I didn't put Die Hard because uh, while I do subscribe to the concept that Die Hard counts as a Christmas movie, I think the people who argue that are kind of obnoxious. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I, I do agree, but also shut up about it. Right. It's kind of where I fall. Yes. So I didn't put Die Hard on my list, but Wait. I did put like... I put like Tokyo Godfather, right. uh, some some less traditional ones, and then you put a bunch of holiday Hallmark movies. I did well, there, and I say Hallmark, but Hallmark is more of a genre in the way that I'm speaking of it than it is a channel, because some of these Hallmark movies are on Netflix, mm-hmm. and there aren't actual Hallmark movies on Netflix. Um, but there is, if you watch Christmas holiday music movies on Hallmark, you know that there is. It's its own genre. It's yeah. got this super level of cheesiness that I love. I soak it up. Yeah. I love it. It sustains me through the year. I love it. Well, the first one we watched was Single All the Way. Which was not Hallmarky, but was on Netflix and looked really good and I wanted to watch it. Yeah. And that was a pretty good holiday romantic comedy. Yeah. It was good enough that it was like I enjoyed watching it. It was bad enough that I could like poke fun at it yeah. and not... Like, it was fun to make fun of in in its kind of bad cheesiness, but not so bad that it hurt to watch. Yeah, and and the cheesiness was a really good level of cheesy. Like, Mm -hmm. it wasn't too, too cheesy. The same cannot be said of Operation Christmas Drop. Correct. Which uh, hurt me severely. Yes, Um, I love it, though. Significant psychic damage from that film. It was good. It was great. I loved it. It's not good. I specifically picked it because I knew he would hate it. And it's did. not even one of my favorites that I like. Feel like I need to rewatch. He wouldn't let. I. It's not that he wouldn't let me. It's that I have ruined his psyche by watching those already. Like the Spirit of Christmas. I enjoy watching that one. I will watch that one over and over again. It's terrible. A uh, Princess for Christmas. I vetoed that one. You yes. wanted to put that on the list. I did I, veto a uh, Princess for Christmas. I love it. 
why did they make this very British actress have a terrible American accent? I don't understand why they did it. They could have just made her English. Everybody else was English. They could have just kept her English. Could have made her like from South London or something. I don't know. Like, you you know, she could have been from an urban. It doesn't, it made, it makes no sense. And I love the, I can't, it's so hallmarky. It's so hallmarky. I love it. I love it. So after this episode comes out, it's probably going to be post the holiday season. Yes, probably. We hope that you had a happy and safe holiday period, uh, whether or not, you know, you got to celebrate it with people or just relax or whatever you did. We hope you had a nice relaxing end of your year and a good start to the new year. I was just going to say, is this coming out before the new year or after? I believe this should be coming out after January 1st. All right. Well, if you celebrate no other winter holiday, I hope you celebrate the new year because it is a time of hope. I am very optimistic. I shouldn't be, but I am. It's a time of hope and I hope you have some. 2022 can't be worse. (laughs) It absolutely can. It absolutely can. It absolutely can. But, you know, try and be optimistic and I hope you find something to have a little bit of hope in. Yeah. So we got this information. These guys are in dumpsters. Where are we going to figure out next steps? So we have three locations. We have the bank, we have the dock, and we have the, what are we going to call it? Like a memorial center? Yeah. Like a memorial center. Um, I'm sure there's real names for those. And we're kind of in the middle of town, right? Yeah, yeah. Like we're a lot closer to the middle of town than we are to the docks. We went looking for- I keep a, saying docks. We went looking for a tavern right next to the high church. Yeah. So we're we're probably, we're where the- majority of the ceremony is going to take place so we're actually probably pretty close to the memorial center yeah probably so the question is do we go to those locations and try to scope them out and see something or do we kind of scope around the areas or do we i don't know and you know what i think i think shadow is saying all of this because this isn't our normal gig if this was just like a pick them up and bring them back she would know how to handle this but this is like different so i think she's like thinking out loud like i don't should we go to those locations should we kind of scope out the area around those locations the high priestess ain't coming today she's coming soon Mm -hmm. uh and we haven't gotten a full itinerary but we know she ain't coming today so i'd be pretty surprised if the ogre was holed up at one of the one of the locations no, but going might give us an idea of why those specific locations. We can make a pretty good guess as to why the docking station needed looser security. We can make a pretty good guess there. Right. Get out. Right. At least. The bank and the memorial. Why? Why those two? But is it worth it to go scope it out and ha- potentially have our faces be seen? Mm-hmm. I'm wondering, do you think you would recognize the ogre's ship? Or anything if we were to go to the spaceport and check out the ships? I don't know. I don't know. Because I think I knew of the ogre. I don't think I knew the ogre. Yeah. Um. Can I, is this something I could ask the oracle? Uh. Yeah, the, absolutely. Like, the oracle question? 88. That means unlikely, right? Yeah. The answer is oh, yes if you. Wait. Did I, did I do that wrong? So do you think it would be unlikely or small chance for you to recognize his ship? 
I mean, they're both maybe small chance. Small, small, small chance. chance. Yeah. So for a small chance, you need to roll a 91 or greater to succeed. Oh, so, th- but then I got an eight. So, okay, I'm confused then. I rolled an 88. So mm-hmm. does that make it unlikely? I don't know what that means. No. So you're supposed to determine before you roll <gasps> oh, what's the likelihood. So you're going by percentage. I did it wrong. Mm-hmm. Okay. So do you think it is likely or do you think it is unlikely or a minuscule chance that you would be able to recognize something? Narratively, it's a minuscule chance. I don't have to listen to these stupid dice. Okay. It's a minuscule chance because probably in my memories, I have seen the ship, Mm -hmm. right? And it's been a while. I've been on my own for a while. And I sort of repressed a lot of that. And I was never introduced to the ogre. So I think I might know which one was the ogre ship. And there's a small chance. Okay. Well, you, then you failed. No. I'm not listening to the <laughs> dice. I get to decide. And so I'm deciding it's a small chance. Okay. But you wouldn't know unless you saw it. Basically. And even then, there's a small chance. Okay. All right. I get to make up the rules. I know you do. You're the <laughs> boss. Oh, oh, everybody must hate me. <laughs> everybody who writes games must hate me because I don't care. I don't care. My answer is still my answer. Listen, I think what game designers really care about is if you have fun playing their game. And I'm having a lot of fun playing this game. So that there you go. Well, hold on. So maybe you might recognize a ship. So we could go to the spaceport, see if he's parked there already. We could... Go check out these locations. Hold on. I'm backtracking. It says that it can spark an idea. So my, I don't have to necessarily have an answer. It says one of the options. You may spark an idea. All right. So that's what it did. It sparked an idea of a small chance. <laughs> I didn't even break the rules. <laughs> okay. Okay. So you were you were speaking. I'm sorry. Continue. I don't know what I'm saying. Shadow. Shadow. Fo- shadow. Focus. What are we doing? We could go to the bank. Bank's going to have a lot of suits. That's, I don't love that idea. I'm thinking probably, I mean, we could go on the outside and just kind of see. I'm guessing it's probably along the route of whatever route the high priestess is going to take, right? I don't see any reason why the high priestess is going in the bank. Same goes probably for the memorial center. Although, I don't know, we could check in. She might be doing some sort of thing, event at the memorial center, right? I'm not a solarist. They could just be location-based. She could be visiting. But we know, got to come in and out. If, if he wanted security at the spaceport, he's coming in and out of the spaceport. My concern is what if he's planning on shooting her ship as she comes down? What if the reason they didn't want anybody at the spaceport is because they're trying to do it like right away before she even gets in? That's my concern. It's a valid concern. OOC. How long would it take us to go back to the... Ship, probably not too long, right? No, probably not too long. I think we said, like, there's a there's a train shuttle, yeah. and we, we and drove we the skiff. skiff. Um, so I don't think we're far from, like, 45 minutes max, max, I think, from, like, the edge of the city. Okay. Because I assume we'd want to come back to the city. Yeah. Well, and we're going to have to go back to our ship to sleep tonight. We didn't get, like, a hotel or anything. Yeah. So, listen, we're going to have to go back to our ship later today anyway. So let's scope that out. When we get there. But while we're here, unless we're coming back at night, would we come back at night? We could. I mean, it's a city. People are going to be out. Yeah. People are going to be out and about. And I wonder if it would be better to come back at night. 
let's go to the memorial center. Here's my idea. If the, if the high priestess is going to stop, there would be like signs and they would be preparing for it. Mm-hmm. So we could kind of go and get at least an idea of what might be happening in the center. Yeah, for sure. That day. Let's do that. All right. So we, uh, we're, we get directions to the memorial center. I think it's probably pretty close by. Yeah. It would be near the church anyway. I think so. And we find it and it's this kind of multi-story I'm picturing a very minimalist kind of brutalist design with like maybe some like decorative arches around the very bare squarish mm-hmm. building. Mm-hmm. And there's kind of, there's people coming in and out. There's a lot of flowers, a lot of gifts. I think there's probably more people than usual yeah. around this time of year. So uh, we step in and it's like high ceilings, um, tiled floor, very echoey in here, kind of like museum-esque mm-hmm. as we see these uh, rows of shelves of people's uh, deceased loved ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Shadow looks out the door at the street outside and it leads like directly to the church. So this would definitely be a strategic place. We could check out the roof and see if there's anything suspicious up there. Uh, see if there's anything around here. What, what are we looking for? So what I think happened, because this is probably not a super brightly lit place, mm-hmm. right? So there's some shadows and it's an indoor building. So there's probably some shadows, right? Mm-hmm. And I have not used this move. I'd like to use this move. Okay. Just for the fuck of it. I'm going to go my sneaky shadow shade. Okay. That's what I'm going to try to do. Cool. I think I just do it, right? I believe so. When- What's it say? Um, drawing on esoteric energies, you may instantly cloak your form in the shadowy veil of the form when you are veiled and make a move to ambush, hide, or sneak. You may preset your die to five in darkness, make it a six. Is this actually, is that only something I can use in combat? No, uh, you can use it for sneaking and like spying and stuff. So that's kind of what I want to do. So I want to like. Preset what die to five? It just says preset your action, action die. die. My action okay. die to five. I kind of, I want to sneak. I want to try and gather some information. There's probably a head office, right? Mm -hmm. Like if you were going to go and lay your person, your loved one's ashes to rest, you would have to like pay for the the lot, right? So there's somebody that you have to go to. There's probably salespeople. There's probably a manager. There's probably a head of security, somebody who locks the doors. So there's like, there's not just these these shelves. There's also like an office. There has to be. Oh, yeah. I think... I like veil myself and I kind of like whisper, you are here to lay someone to rest. I need you to keep the salespeople occupied while I do some sneaking. All right. Sounds good. So I think that's what, I think that's the plan at least right now, just so I can kind of like sneak around and see if I can get into those offices and see if maybe I can hear something or maybe even if I can find something. Okay. Yeah, so Isolt starts making her way to the offices. I think there's, like, very clear signs, and I imagine it'd be on the first floor. Uh, Yeah. So she goes to the office, and she knocks on the door, and there's an older salesperson there, an older woman who comes and starts talking, and I think she lets Isolt in. Mm -hmm. to kind of follow in behind in the shadows. So do you want to make a – why don't you make a – is that gather information role, right? You're you're looking for clues yeah. while me and this woman kind of talk. I'm like, oh, uh, my my poor ma, she she just passed away, and we're looking for. Uh, we were hoping we can get a spot in the in this place. It's so beautiful, and I don't I don't want to have to put her in a 
a, a smaller thing on the outskirts of the city. It would just be so nice to have her so close. And if we could get her in before the high priestess comes for her blessing, that would just be uh, so special for and just talk. Right, yeah. Very, like, hamming it up, trying yeah. to distract this woman. And I'm kind of taking the opportunity to kind of, what I want to do is either get into, like, the manager's office, and if there's time, also the security guard's office. If there's not time, I'm going into the security guard's office, which I don't know if it would be in the same spot, but in my head it is. Yeah, so. I, I would think it's maybe, like, an offshoot of the room from, right. like, yeah. I feel like it would be, the offices would just kind of be in one section, and then the mm-hmm. rest of it would be everything else. Yeah. Okay. All right, so that's a nine, a three, and I could preset it to a five, but it, my action die is already a six. And this is... Plus shadow. Is it plus shadow? Oh, wait, you're gathering information, right? Yeah, it's plus wits. It's plus wits. So that is, I mean, it was a mixed, it just continues to stay a mixed. It would be mixed no matter what I did. What is your shadow? My shadow is a three, which would only make it a nine, and I rolled a nine. So it would still be mixed. This isn't secure. This isn't face danger. Or is this is this face danger? You attempt something risky? I mean, it could be. I would like. With, Are, with deception, if, stealth, or... I think it could be. Yeah, I'm wondering if we made the wrong move by saying it was gather information, right? If you should... If you're sneaking around right now mm-hmm. is facing danger, mm-hmm. and then if you successfully sneak around, then you're gathering information, correct? Well, I mean, yes, but I'm looking at the downside. The downside of gathering information is that I still get information. The downside of me facing danger is that on a weak hit, I suffer a move? And there's a troublesome cost. Oh, you're right. This would still be a weak hit. Yeah, it's I can't I unless I use all of my momentum because I rolled a nine, I'd need to use all of my momentum. I, I mean I think this counts as searching for clues. I think we can just jump straight ahead to gathering information. I'm going to say that that's what I can do because fuck the rules. Well, I don't even think it's I don't I, I think we could make a case for either. The moves are written in such a way that you can really inter I get the sense and you know, uh Sean Tompkin might be listening to us and be like, <laughs> why are you doing this? I get the sense that these moves are written in such a way that they are highly adaptable. Yeah. And th- that's one of the things that I love about Powered by the Apocalypse is like you can kind of figure out what move is most appropriate when. And <laughs> Iron Sworn and Starforge are the same way. They're very uh, modular. They're for right. doing what you think is appropriate narratively. Right. And I might not be in danger. So this might really not be me facing, even if I get caught, I still might not be in danger. I might just be like in trouble, which is not the same thing. Mm -hmm. So I'm fine with gather information because I like the downside of that better. Okay. Um, The information provides new insight, but also complicates your quest. So I think I don't have time to go into the manager's and the security guard's office. I think because I I know that I'm probably not going to have enough time. I kind of sneak into the security guard's office because I feel like that's my best shot. Maybe I made the wrong call. But I go into the security guard's office. I imagine they probably have some, like, security videos. Like, you know, like, live feed videos. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I don't even know if there's somebody in there. There, there might be. There might not be. I, I think I have an idea. I don't really have one. Other than me going into security guard and there's not information there. I think you, I think you go into the security guard's office and there's two security guards there. And uh, one is kind of, like, just... They're both very relaxed. This is not like a big... Right. Like, this is like a cushy security job. Yeah. For the most part. And one is kind of... I think one is like totally relaxing. The other is kind of... He's got like a his chin in his hand and he's just kind of texting on a phone or something in front of the monitor display. Mm-hmm. I think he's like half distracted. And you 
can see that if you're like looking around investigating here, you notice that on the rooftop camera, mm-hmm. there's a bird on it, on, on the roof mm-hmm. in front of the camera. And as you're watching, the bird flies away and then blips back to sitting on the roof. Yeah. Uh, That's it for this week. Thank you so much for joining us. We really hope that you enjoyed this episode. Starforged was designed by Sean Tompkin. You can find more at ironswornrpg.com. We want to thank Zach B., our editor and producer. Without him, this show would be completely unlistenable. There would be a lot of me yelling and hitting the mic because I do that a lot. So thanks, Zach B. You're a very animated podcaster. I. This is why people love me and why radio hates me. We also want to thank In Love with the Ghost for the use of their song Chilling at Nemo's Place off of the album Healing. You can find In Love with the Ghost at inlovewiththeghost.bandcamp.com. Please make sure to rate and subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever it is that you get your podcast. It means a lot to us and it helps other people to find us. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at HeartPointsPod. Please follow us and join us for discussion about RPGs and podcasts and share us with everyone you know, especially your RPG-loving friends. Thank you so much to our patrons whose support keeps the show going. If you would like to become a patron of the show, find us at patreon.com forward slash heartpointspod. You can directly support the show and help us to maintain and better it every week while getting cool rewards like access to our patron-only Discord, a monthly bonus pod, and other things. Every dollar makes a huge difference. This episode was sponsored by patrons Michael Herman and Nathan Perriott. Nathan is the planetside god known as the eager enemy of the palm, whose shrine is kept secret from all but the most devout. Thank you so much for your support, Michael and Nathan. And thank you all again for joining us in our adventure today. We hope that as you return back to the real world, that you continue to have a very nice day. But like a very, very nice one. <laughs>